It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. For any new listeners out there, this program is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, the company I work for. My name is Cassie Weenus. I'm a registered and licensed dietitian, but even more importantly, I'm the mom of two kids who I know each have an ear glued to the radio right now waiting to hear their names. So hello to Riley, my six-and-a-half-year-old, and Rissy, my four-and-a-half-year-old. And hello to all of our wonderful listeners out there. From Minneapolis to Illinois, we even have listeners in Georgia and all the way across the ocean to Australia. We have listeners across the world, and we are so very thankful for all of you. And this morning, we have another life-changing nutrition topic lined up. Today's show poses the question, were you born insulin resistant? And in studio with me to help answer this question today is fellow nutritionist and fellow mom, Anna Durhock. Welcome, Anna. Thanks, Cassie. Good morning, everyone. And I also have to send a little shout out to my three angels. So hello, Isabel and Genevieve and Lucas, and they're probably not listening, but that's okay. Well, maybe they'll hear the replay (laughs) tomorrow, right? Yeah, it's fun to hear your name on the radio. Yes. So as we get into the topic today of were you born insulin resistant, I think it's important to first define insulin Mm -hmm. resistance so we're all on the same page. Yes, and I agree. And in order for the listeners to get kind of a really good visual of insulin resistance, you, you actually have to know also a good visual of how a healthy body works. So one without insulin resistance, that's what we're going for. So let's talk about it. It's basically a healthy body is when you're feeding it a balanced diet. And let's say this healthy body maybe sits down to a nice big entree salad. So it might have lots of greens, lots of vegetables, um, maybe four or five ounces of steak on the side, you know, on top of it, and then a nice balsamic vinaigrette. Okay. And this healthy body basically breaks down the vegetable carbohydrates into a small amount of glucose and or sugar, same thing. And then right. when the body detects this sugar in the bloodstream, it sends a message to the pancreas to hurry up and release insulin. And I got, I want you guys to think of insulin as a, as a key because really it is, it's a key that unlocks our doors on our cells mm-hmm. um, and specifically the muscle cells because that's where we use it for energy. So insulin opens the doors and thus unloads the blood sugar to fuel your muscle cells. Right. So this system of checks and balances Anna just described works well in a healthy individual who's eating a well-rounded diet of some protein, some healthy fats, and some vegetable carbohydrates. But the typical American diet does not look like this. <laughs> the typical American diet is too high in processed carbohydrates, which means high sugar. Yes. And after too many years of high-carb meals, which means years of too much cumulative sugar in the body, the cells become so filled with sugar they can't hold anymore. Yep. So to protect themselves against further sugar overload, the muscle cells reduce the number of insulin receptors, or you can visualize it as they reduce the number of doors yes. on their outer wall. And that way they can't handle a lot of sugar. They can't accept it because they're already full. So less doors and now insulin can't unload a bunch of sugar into them 
And this is when you become insulin resistant. Right. And perfect description. I love that. And I think it just helps with the visualization of it all. And keep in mind, your body will strive to keep diabetes away for as long as it can. So when your body detects this high blood sugar due to the insulin resistance, the response is that insulin dumps the excess blood sugar. Anybody can guess where it goes? Oh. To our fat cells. Right around the middle. Right, right? around the middle. And weight gain comes darn easy when these doors on your muscle cells are locked and your body is basically forced to store blood sugar in your fat cells. And we have a very, very special guest in studio with us this morning that can attest to the fact that it can seem near impossible to reach a healthy weight when insulin resistance is blocking the way. So with that, I'd like to welcome Amy Young. Amy is a client of mine at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, and she has had great success eating the weight and wellness way in order to heal her insulin resistance. And we're so glad you got up early, even (laughs) dragged your husband along this early in the morning to drive in from Elk River. So welcome, Amy. Thank you. First of all, I would like to thank my friend Carolyn for referring me to Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Hi, Carolyn. I hope she's listening. And of course, a big thank you to you, Cassie. I'm also so thankful for the support of my husband, John, mom and dad, and family. I want to shout a thank you to my Elk River coworkers, customers, and friends for listening. And we know you have a lot of them. <laughs> thank you. And I hope they're all listening. If not, like you said, they might be listening tomorrow well, at right. 6 o'clock I when it's re-ran. To, I just have to share. You know, Amy's been seeing me for a mm. while, and I didn't know her from Adam when I first met her. But right away when our receptionist from Elk River saw you, she said to me, oh, Amy knows everybody. <laughs> and then when I call Anna this week to talk about the radio show, she says, I think my dad knows Amy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it is great. It and is. if you don't know me, you want to know me. You will know her after today. That's right. So tell a little bit about your story, Amy. Sure. Well, I was 200 pounds by age eight. We're on numerous diets. By the time you reached adulthood, we're never able to take the weight completely off and keep it off until the weight and wellness plan of real food in balance. And you. Lost a total of how many pounds as of? Today? 142 pounds total I've lost. Wow. Wow. That is awesome. Now, full disclosure, only the last 50 of those pounds were with the help of myself and the nutritional weight and wellness way, but those were a stubborn last 50 pounds, weren't they? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it was with those last 50 that we had to take it to the next level and really work to heal your insulin resistance. Right. And I now weigh less than I did when I was eight years old. And I couldn't have done it without nutritional weight and wellness. And I feel so very blessed to have found all of you. But there have been a few times when I've wondered what life would have been like if someone had given me the hope and the help you have when I was a child. I mean, do you know what it felt like to be 200 pounds at age eight, to be taken to a diet center and to keep wondering when I was a child, why am I like this? What am I possibly doing wrong? I don't overeat. My mom feeds me healthy foods. Right. Isn't I mean, I remember Mm -hmm. the first time you 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 told me that that you never were an overeater. You know, kids eat a lot. Kids can Mm -hmm. eat a lot, and you weren't eating more than your counterparts. I just can't even imagine what that was like emotionally. Oh, and picture this walking down the mall corridor with my new school clothes in a shopping bag with the words house of large sizes written across the front. I mean, who names their store <laughs> house of large sizes? Well, they're no longer in business, right? <laughs> they We talked about that. I don't think yeah. they had a marketing director or if they did not a very good one. Mm-hmm. I don't think childhood is easy for anyone, 
but being extremely overweight and not understanding why made it all so much harder. When Amy came to see me and told me the story she has shared with all of you, as I sat there listening, I it just dawned on me that, oh my gosh, I think Amy was born with insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. And I said that to you that day in the office. You yes. must have been born insulin resistant. Now, I don't think I ever said this part to you, but the truth is at the time, I didn't know if that was biochemically possible or not. So after you and John left the office, I did a little digging and I found several research Mm -hmm. studies pointing to the fact that, yes, in today's day and age of processed carbs, you can be born insulin resistant. So, you know, Amy, yourself and a lot of I'm sure a lot of people listening, you were kind of born behind the eight ball. You were born at a disadvantage. Exactly. And. I have a little research in front of me, so I want to I want to share with that with you. And it comes from the Journal of Nutrition. It was published in 2003, and this study basically set out to look at, at least in part, the implications for the developing baby or fetus of a mother with insulin resistance. So the data from the study supports the idea that if the mother has insulin resistance, the baby is likely to develop more fat mass in utero, utero than the baby of a mother without insulin resistance. And this extra fat tissue at birth appears to increase the risk that these babies will be obese as children and will also have insulin resistance themselves. Right. And in this study, they did also talk about a genetic influence. And that genetic influence comes mainly from the mother. So mm-hmm. there are some genes involved here. But again, a large determinant of which babies are prone to insulin resistance and obesity as kids and as teenagers is whether or not the mother has insulin resistance during pregnancy. Right. And you don't have to be overweight to become insulin resistant, especially during pregnancy, because your body's already pumping out a little more insulin for the baby. So it, you know, it all comes back to the power of food and the fact that food matters. Um, You know, if there are any pregnant listeners out there or those of you who want to conceive right now, Know that the foods you are choosing to put in your mouth today will affect the health of your baby for years to come, Mm -hmm. not just right now. And if there are listeners out there like me who were born insulin resistant, know that your struggle with weight all of these years is not your fault. Mm -hmm. It was so liberating, such a chip off my shoulders when Cassie said to me, you were born insulin resistant. For the first time, someone verified what I had suspected all along. And that is that I hadn't created the obese body I was walking around in. The fact that I was morbidly obese by age eight was not because I had eaten my way there. Right. But you guys, it's time for our first break. Already? Yeah, I know. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Do stay with us because when we come back, Cassie has some interesting research she'd like to share regarding weight gain and use of antacids, Mm. like Preva said. So... Um, And if you'd like to join our conversation today with Amy Young about being born insulin resistant, you can call us here at the station at 651-641-1071. Be right back. When something is simple, it's called a cakewalk or easy as pie. Funny how there's no easy as pie diet. But now there is a plan to make shedding pounds simpler. It's called Nutrition for Weight Loss. That's right, using Nutrition for Weight Loss. Created by the nutrition experts at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, Nutrition for Weight Loss will teach you the secret to losing weight and keeping it off. Nutrition for Weight Loss will create a personalized plan for you. It will bump up your metabolism to help you burn more calories. And there's no frozen prepackaged or liquid meals. You eat real food. 
With Nutrition for Weight Loss, you never get that hungry, haggard feeling. The program uses the latest in nutritional science to keep you feeling satisfied. And you'll love the bounce in your energy level. Find out more about Nutrition for Weight Loss. Call 651-699-3438 or online. It's weightandwellness.com. That's weightandwellness.com. Getting the body you want is easier than you think with Nutrition for Weight Loss. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Cassie Wienis, registered and licensed dietitian and nutrition counselor at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And I'm here today with my colleague, Anna Durhock. Anna is a licensed nutritionist and also a nutrition counselor at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And if you're just joining us, we have a special guest in studio with us today, Amy Young. Amy is a client of mine at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, and she is really the poster child for the fact that you can successfully heal insulin resistance and get that stubborn weight off. So if you haven't heard already, our topic today is were you born insulin resistant? And we believe our guest Amy was, but she has overcome it and has lost a total of 142 pounds. I have that written down, but as I'm looking at it, I'm going, really? It was 142. That is amazing. Now, when we went to break, Anna mentioned I have yet another research study. The boss should be loving this show because we got lots (laughs) of research research in here. And I know Dar likes to hear that. So this is a research study regarding the ill effects of long-term antacid use. This study was published back in 2009 in the World Journal of Gastroenterology, and it showed that long-term use of the class of antacids called proton pump inhibitors correlates with an undesired rise in body weight in patients with GERD, or the longer term is gastroesophageal reflux disease. Now, those of you wondering what drugs fall into this class of proton pump inhibitors, it's ones like Prilosec, or the generic of that is called omeprazole. Prevacet is another one. Asifex is another one. Now, this unwanted weight gain occurred even though the subjects in the study were getting advice from the clinic staff on diet and exercise. So, Yet another reason to try your best to steer clear of this ugly class of drugs. I have been so excited to be on air with you this morning, mainly for the purpose of spreading hope to those struggling with their weight and possibly struggling with insulin resistant that was there from birth. Well, we are so glad to have you on air today with yeah. us. Yes. And I don't know, you might steal the show and <laughs> boss will just, just put, never know. Boss will just put her on every day. Well, and there's more research out there, too, on this topic. As I started doing some Google searches on Google Scholar, there was more than I ever imagined popping up. And I have another one I want to quote. This one comes from the Journal of Pakistan Medical Association, and it was published in July of 2009. The title is Gestational Diabetes, a Forerunner of Chronic Disorders in Mother and Child. Now, this study is looking at the population at large, But then it also zeroes in on women of South Asian descent because this ethnic group is genetically at an increased risk of developing gestational diabetes. This research study estimates that kids as young as five years old can have what's called metabolic syndrome if their mother had gestational diabetes. Now, at the core of gestational diabetes is insulin resistance, right? Mm -hmm. So think about this. If you're what should I say, as young as Amy and I? You know, if you're <laughs> late 30s, early 40s, Anna, you, I, I'm just not sure. You're, you're a youngin. But if you're in your late 30s or early 40s, when our moms were pregnant with us, they weren't testing for gestational diabetes. So it very well could be that there are a lot of women in our age group 
whose mothers had gestational diabetes, in essence, had that insulin resistance to the nth degree, you know, and then you have this baby that is likely born with insulin resistance. So for any listeners out there, give that some thought. Do you suppose your mother could have had gestational diabetes and then you were born with insulin resistance because of this? Right. And it's very possible. And Cassie, you mentioned that this research showed young kids born to mothers with the gestation, gestational diabetes can be at an increased risk of developing metabolic syndrome. Mm-hmm. So for any of the listeners who aren't really familiar with the term metabolic syndrome, it, it's basically a cluster of conditions, um, including excess weight around the middle, so leading to insulin or because of insulin resistance. That's your insulin meter, yeah. right? Yeah, insulin meter, high blood sugars, abnormal cholesterol levels, and possibly high blood pressure. But what's important here is same thing with gestational diabetes or any type of diabetes I- issue. The core of metabolic syndrome is insulin resistance. So, right. I knew when I found nutritional weight and wellness and finally found a successful way of eating that I could incorporate for a lifetime. I knew in my heart I was meant to spread the word. So, if there are young kids listening, or if there are teenagers out there relating to my story, or pregnant women, or heck, even if you're eight, your 80s and think you have a spare tire or two to lose, I'm a testimonial to the fact that you need to start thinking about how the foods you're choosing to put in your mouth today are affecting your health now and for years to come. And Amy, I know your story is reaching a lot of people because as you said that, I mean, I know I have a couple of kids that listen and they, they're clients of mine and I know they listen with their moms. Certainly there's got to be some teenagers out there. And I have the cutest client in her 80s that is still trying to lose that little extra belly fat. So, um, you know, it's all age ranges that can be affected by insulin resistance. And hopefully this story today is making a difference for some of you. And when we talk about this category of pregnant ladies, you know, Anna, I always think of you as the baby maven at our <laughs> office when it when it comes to the health and, and the nutrition of Babies. Mm-hmm. If I don't know the answer, I turn to you. So what are your thoughts as you think of that topic of insulin resistance and babies? Well, I'm a firm believer that those pre-pregnancy years are definitely a very important time for that you actually want to start, um, you know, carrying that baby. Inside. Like you want to make sure that before you you conceive, you have a healthy body. So right. whether it's three or four or six months um, before um, and if the mother is eating well, it won't. It will not only ensure a healthy delivery and a healthy baby, but also the long-term effects of that baby's health. Right. So. Say, should we take a caller? Yes, we have a caller. Hang on a second. Good morning, Kathy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Did you have a, a question for us, Kathy? Good morning. Is somebody there? Oh, yes. Oh, hello. Hi, good morning. Hello. We might be talking too soft here today. We're going to have to start shouting. Can you hear us? That's, that's okay. It's raining really hard here. <laughs> I couldn't hear. But um, I'm wondering if you can be made insulin resistant as a child. My story is just the opposite of Amy's. For the first 10 years of my life, I was humiliated because I was just bone thin. And everywhere I went, you know, I would hear people say don't you feed that child or blah 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 and you know I remember my mom and my grandma always saying we've got to fatten her up and uh, at 10 I got rheumatic fever and stayed with my grandma for about six months and she fed me cakes and pies and everything and they did fatten me up 
Mm-hmm. And now I'm, you know, about 50 pounds overweight. But I'm wondering, being I started out as such a thin child. Were you, um, as a baby, do you know your baby weight? Um, yeah, I was little. I was yeah. a little bit early. I was like five pounds and something. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yep. The answer is a huge yes that, okay. you know, that could have been created later. And it seems to me the reason why I asked what your baby weight was, when I was digging through all this research for the show, there was research out there also talking about premature babies. Have you heard anything mm-hmm. about that, Anna? Being Were you a premature baby, Amy? Yeah, okay, I was interesting. Something, and I forget how that science went, if it was something about the the ketchup process that that little body goes through but there was some mm-hmm. correlation um just as there is with a, a baby with too much fat mass born to somebody with uncontrolled diabetes there's also a correlation to premature babies developing insulin resistance in childhood so it certainly mm-hmm. sounds like that that was you because no matter what your age whether this happens when you're 10 or whether it's not till you're 30 or 40 that you get push the cakes and pies in front of you. <laughs> right. You know, when you get your when your system is bombarded too much too fast with all of these foods that turn to a lot of sugar, again, think of your muscle cells as having these little doors around the outsides of them that let the sugar in. But when you're constantly overloading your muscle cells, your body in response gets rid of some of the doors because it can't handle much more sugar. Right. And then you're resistant to insulin, meaning your body's going to get that sugar out of your bloodstream and into your fat stores really mm-hmm. easily because it can't fit it into your muscle. Right. And the the odd thing is, is, you know, again, up till 10, while I was this little skinny child, I, I wasn't yeah. a kid that liked sweets or anything like that. So, right. yep. yeah. And I know they meant well. It's just right. so sad Absolutely. That they, I had tonsillitis and different stuff, and, and it just was all, they all, they thought it was just because I was too thin, you know, and just fat me up any way they could and I would be healthier and you know I know they really they meant well they meant yeah well. right exactly okay. well good question and okay. and we hope this um, show gives you some hope that no matter where you're at in life you can heal this insulin resistance yes I'm, yes. Tr- I'm trying to eat like your show so hopefully good. okay awesome. well thank, thank you, you thank for you, calling Kathy. Uh-huh. you know and I think something to think about too mm-hmm. that that's the reason why we do this show is to mm-hmm. To educate people, because like she said, her parents, her grandma, her aunts, they meant well, yep. but it wasn't really the right approach. Right. Um, let's see, we probably we'll, we, we'll take it. We can we can take we, a break. Let's take a break. take a break? Because yeah. otherwise, I want to talk a bit more about Weston A. Price yes. and nursing traditions, and we'll, we'll get a little long-winded if we get into yeah, that now. Yeah, we could get a really, really yeah. long-winded. Okay, so stay with us, because when we come back, you'll hear more of this fun and informative conversation with Amy Young regarding being born with insulin resistance. And also, when we come back, Cassie has some hot summer deals to share with you. So if you have questions for us today about insulin resistance, call us at the studio, 651-641-1071. My Talk 1071. All right, Amy's rocking out here in the studio. <laughs> That's right. It's a little disco time. No, disco, that dated me. <laughs> Welcome back. You, not me. Exactly. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, who would have guessed? Mm-hmm. Brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We are a company specializing in life-changing nutrition. I'm Cassie Wienis, and I'm here with Anna Durhock. We're both nutrition counselors and educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness and talk about life-changing nutrition. 
We're joined today by Amy Young of Elk River, Minnesota, who is eating to heal her insulin resistance and has lost a total of 142 pounds. You lost a whole person. That's right. Wow. (laughs) And if you're interested in experiencing this same life-changing nutrition, a couple of things here. Um, First, I want to tell you about our new nutrition for the newest series being started in regards to our nutrition for weight loss series. If I can get these words spit out of my mouth, it'll be good. (laughs) In Maple Grove this week on Wednesday, the nutrition for weight loss series is starting Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. So if you want to learn some of the secrets Mm -hmm. to great health that our guest Amy has learned, do think about signing up for this series. It's a 12-week series. You meet for one hour every Wednesday night. It's real food and it's real nutrition and you get real results. And in addition to the 12-week weeks of classes, when you sign up, you also get two separate one-hour individual consultations with a nutritionist. So we're really trying our best to give you the resources that you need to succeed. And Anna mentioned that I was going to tell you about our hot summer deal, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's going to be hot later today, I'll tell you. You're going to be wanting to be by air conditioning. But we still are running our two-for-one summer class special. And those are our two-hour classes. When we say our two-for-one classes, not community ed, but the ones that we teach in-house. So if you sign up with a friend, you can get in for the regular regular class rate of $25, and your friend can come with for free. So coming up this Tuesday, July 24th, we have Avoiding the Diabetes Epidemic. This is being taught at our St. Paul office from 6.30 to 8.30 in the evening. And then this Thursday, July 26th, we still have a few openings for our new class titled Going Gluten-Free the Healthy Way. Amy Renee will be teaching this at 6.30 p.m. at our North Oaks office. And then Friday the 27th, our stress-busting class will be taught in YZ starting at noon. Now, these are just a couple of them. There are more out there. So if you want to read the full class lineup, you can go to our website at weightandwellness.com. You can also register for any classes there if you'd like. Or if you'd rather call the ladies in St. Paul this morning, they can give you more information or they can sign you up if you want to do it by phone. The St. Paul office number is 651-699-3438. And again, if you want to join our conversation today, the number here is 651-641-1071. A wise doctor once said, today you are you. That's truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. The doctor in question was Dr. Seuss, and I bet he would like the attitude and approach they use at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. For more than 25 years, the licensed nutritionists, registered dietitians, and nutrition educators have worked one-on-one with clients. Because they know no one is youer than you, they will come up with an individualized eating plan that addresses your needs, your body, your health concerns. Because they use research-based knowledge and because they care, they can guide you to be the best, healthiest, most energetic you you can be. Come into one of their Twin Cities-based office locations for a consultation or schedule a counseling session over the phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Call them at 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. Or go to weightandwellness.com. They will get results for you. It's true. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is now open in Maple Grove. Call them today at 651-699-3438. All right. Well, Cassie, before we went to break, we were kind of um, talking about a healthy baby, healthy delivery, and kind of what goes into that. And you mentioned Weston A. Price. Right. Um, And for those of you who don't know who Weston A. Price is, Um, He was a dentist in the 1930s who had a huge passion for nutrition, and he started traveling around the world, studied a ton of different primitive cultures, 
Um, and when he studied these cultures and primitive tribes, they, he found that these traditional people had um, allowed a special feeding period of about six months before even marriage in order to ensure the couple's reproductive health and in order to ensure that the babies were born healthy. Now, that is interesting, that they knew intuitively way back then that food matters. Right. And and, and if you've read Sally Fallon's book, Nourishing Traditions, it's like my, my baby Bible. I right. talk about it. <laughs> um, but she talks a ton about Weston A. Price's f- um, you know, findings. And for the pregnant mother, she recommends avocados, a diet rich in organic butter, and free-range egg yolks from pastured chickens, wild-caught salmon, grass-fed beef, lots of coconut oil, bone broths, um, homemade bone broth used in soups and stews. Um, which provide a ton of different calcium and a lot of other minerals for the healthy bones of the child, cod liver oil daily, and, of course, lots and lots of vegetables. Yes, vegetables, vegetables, vegetables. And let's not forget that in addition to adding these foods to ensure a healthy baby, there are foods to avoid, too, Mm -hmm. like trans fats, white flour, too much sugar, too much soy is not good, Mm -hmm. processed oils, so the oils like corn oil, soybean oil, those are just highly processed and refined. And then you want to avoid foods grown with a lot of pesticides as well. Right. So bottom line here, if you're pregnant or soon want to be pregnant, we really hope you begin to think about this, um, you know, and how it's going to affect your child in the future so you have a healthy, healthy baby. Yes, we really want to get you thinking about how very important this time is and how the food you're putting in your mouth now is affecting and some in some instances, you're you're even determining the long-term health of the children that you're going to bring into this world. So think about that. Yes. Maybe it's time to give up your Mountain Dew <laughs> for good. We know somebody that drinks Mountain yes, Dew. Yes, we though. do. And sometimes sure. he, not us. Sometimes not he us. puts peanuts in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder if any listeners know who we're talking about. Maybe it's time to stop eating all that bread. Mm. Maybe it's time to stop the cold breakfast cereal in the morning. Stop all of these high sugar foods so that your child is not born with a pre-diabetic condition called insulin resistance like our guest Amy Young was. Great call to action, Cassie. But what about all the listeners out there like me that are thinking right now, I bet that's me. I bet I was born insulin resistant. What do you say we give these folks a little hope and explain how you can heal insulin resistant? Right on, sister. (laughs) Now, in order to explain how you can heal insulin resistance, you first have to really grasp how you or how your mother, if she's the one that passed it on to you, became insulin resistant in the first place. Because whether you were born this way or whether you unknowingly brought it upon yourself, the good news is it can be healed. Yes. So let's make it clear how insulin resistance develops in the first place. And I'm just going to repeat something that um, Dar said on last week's show when she was talking about insulin resistance and um, and menopause, okay, during menopause. So insulin resistance happens over time. It's not like you drink a Coke and it's going to, you know, you're going to be insulin it. resistant the next time. Yeah, it happens over time and it happens because you're eating too many higher carbohydrate foods, Okay, and that could be, you know, processed grain products like cereal or a ton of popcorn or it could be cookies or whatever. Um, And so really just think back. When did you eat too many carbohydrates? You know, did you have cold cereal for breakfast this morning? 
maybe you Anna didn't. No, I didn't. She ran in with <laughs> eggs in a bowl in her I hands. I did. Yeah, can, <laughs> eggs can be an on-the-go food. Totally. You're your and girl. it was super satisfying. Yes. Um, maybe taking candy from the candy dish at work. How many of you have done that? Don't you hear that a lot totally. from your clients that that sabotages them? Do you yep. guys have a candy dish at work? No, but certain coworkers do have candy the, on, yeah. their on their stations, their yeah. and it's accessible to anybody who yeah. wants it. That's, right. Yeah. We should put broccoli in there. I bet it would stay full. Yeah, <laughs> it, it probably would. Uh, maybe, maybe you're one of those who stopped for a Dairy Queen blizzard on the drive to the lake. Or how about snacking on cheese and crackers? And we don't think of cheese as bad, but depending on how many crackers exactly, you eat with it. it would be the crackers. Um, a cold beer or two on a hot summer day or night. Or that caramel mocha latte that you've, you know, that you've been saving up for all week. Um, yeah, because they only cost because they're bucks four, a four and a half dollars. Right. Um, or or maybe just the summer picnics that we go to. You know, the picnics where the typical fare is a burger with a huge white bun. Oh. You know, some potato salad on the side, baked beans, a brownie, a glass of lemonade. You know, I mean, that's a whopping Ouch. five different mm. things that turn into sugar in just one meal. And as Cassie has taught me, you want just one thing, not five, but one thing that turns to a little bit of sugar at each meal. That way, you'll be giving your brain a little fuel to operate, but you won't be feeding your fat cells. <laughs> exactly. I love how you put that. And, you know, Amy, is ex- it's exactly how you begin the slow but sure healing process of cutting out those processed carbs and getting the vegetables in. Right. And you will start to heal that insulin resistance. And Anna, you gave a great explanation earlier of insulin resistance when you described the receptors as doors mm-hmm. and insulin as the key that unlocks those doors. But when we want to visualize this healing process, healing insulin resistance, I always visualize that insulin resistance is this hard crust that has developed around the outside of every one of your muscle cells. And so to heal this hard crust, the good news is your outer membrane of your muscle cells is much like your skin cells. You're always sloughing and regrowing new. So the cleaner you eat, you know, get the high carb meals out that just turn to a lot of sugar eat more proteins and vegetables and healthy fats, you're going to slough that outer crusty membrane called insulin resistance, and you're going to regrow a new pliable, healthy membrane that is able to allow that fuel into the muscle cells so you're not just dumping all of your calories into fat storage. Right. And that's exactly how you explained it to me the first time I came to see you in September of last year. And so I cut way back on the starchy carbs. You also suggested I give up gluten and dairy, and the plan works. But I will tell you, you have to have patience. This process of healing the insulin resistant can take time. But you know what? When the weight comes off slow and steady, you are much more likely to keep it off for a lifetime. That's right. Versus, yeah, those lose 30 pounds in 30 days quickie plans that really just set you up to gain your weight back and then some once you quit the so-called diet. But Amy, as you have learned, the nutritional weight and wellness way is not a diet. It's a healthy way of eating for a lifetime. So I want you to share with all of your friends before we have to go to our next break, because we know you have some listeners out there in Elk River. (laughs) Share with them, what's a typical breakfast for you? A typical breakfast for me is two scrambled eggs cooked in a teaspoon of olive oil and an apple. Right. So you get your fat is the olive oil, the eggs are the protein, Mm -hmm. and the apple is the healthy carbohydrate. You didn't need toast with that, did you? (laughs) Not at all. Nope. Um, We're going to go to break. So can you believe it? 
I mean, this, this hour is going by way too fast. Yeah. I wish we maybe had two we'll, hours. Maybe we'll have a part two. Yes, part two of if Amy If John Young will part. drive you back on another <laughs> early Saturday morning. So I want to leave you with this little trivia question as we go to commercial. And we will share the answer when we come back. Cassie will. So what Minneapolis hometown hero recently cut gluten, dairy, and sugar from his diet and is feeling great because of it? We'll give you the answer when we return. Welcome back for the final segment of Dishing Up Nutrition and today's topic of Were You Born Insulin Resistant? Now, before we give parting words of wisdom on this topic, I need to share the answer to Anna's trivia question. For those of you who didn't hear it as we went to break, Anna asked what hometown hero recently went gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, and feels much better because of this new eating style. Now, I'm sure all of the girls and guys at First National Bank are shouting out, Amy Young! (laughs) But... That's true. She's a hometown hero. That's right. But my answer is Justin Morneau of the Minnesota Twins. And I have to give a shout out to another of my favorite clients. Amy is my favorite client, and I have another favorite client. Imagine I have many, many favorite clients. (laughs) Get myself in trouble. Um, June, one of my clients that I took off of gluten and dairy for some you know, real reasons that we needed to fix. And she's feeling better because of it. It was June that saw this article in the Star Tribune last month on Justin Morneau, and the title of the article is Justin Morneau is Making Healthier Decisions at the Plate. And I'm certainly not going to read the whole article to you, but um, it just talks about how he gave up gluten, dairy, and sugar. And I like this little scenario they describe earlier in the season when they got done with a series at Tropicana Field in Florida. The chefs put out Justin Morneau's favorite spread, which apparently is ribs and mac and cheese. And he looked at it, and I'm sure he was drooling, but he didn't have any. And he says in here, they're quoting him, he says, It was difficult, but I knew I'd feel like absolute garbage after eating it. I knew my body wouldn't be recovering because it's trying to break down food I shouldn't be eating. So I was better off avoiding it. So he joined our That's club, awesome. ladies. We're all gluten-free, dairy-free, <laughs> low-sugar <laughs> eating right. here. So now we got Justin Morneau on board. So. And Amy, you need to give a shout out. During break, you were telling us that you're actually on air at the bank, we think, right now. Well, good morning, Pramela, Jan, (laughs) Heidi, Amy, and whoever the banker is. Thank you for taking the time listening. Don't worry about the customers. Just listen to the show. (laughs) Customers come after. Let the customers listen and crank it up as they Absolutely. come through the drive Good morning to all of you. Make sure you give the dog bones <laughs> oh, to the dogs, too. That okay? is so <laughs> sweet. I love it that you have all those people listening. Now, I want to mention the magic number three because this is something I've mentioned to Amy in the office before, and maybe it'll help some of you listening. I like to tell people, if you can remember that the magic number is three, you can eat this way. It's not that hard. And the magic number is three because you want to have an animal protein a healthy carbohydrate, and a healthy fat, those three things about every three hours. Right. So, for example, yesterday I had breakfast around 6.30. So at 9.30, three hours later, it was time for my morning snack at work. And I had two ounces of a turkey turkey patty with mushrooms fried and one tablespoon of butter and a half a banana. Nom. I like that. That sounds good. Yeah. And I know one of your favorite ways to eat to heal insulin resistance at lunchtime is some meat, lots of vegetables, and a little butter, right? 
Well, butter is always good. Oh, um, I have four ounces of chicken breast, and then I do like a cup of broccoli, and I do cauliflower. And if I have two fats at lunch, I put butter and sour cream on that cauliflower, and it Yum. tastes like mashed potatoes. She's got it down. Two fats at lunch. You have been listening. Man, good you, girl. Are, you have. So you've given some awesome examples, and you're making my mouth water. Yeah, now I'm getting uh, hungry. <laughs> of eating to heal that insulin resistance um, when at home and at work. What about eating out? Well, we don't eat out real often. It's just easier and cheaper to eat real food at home. But when we do eat out, I just remember the magic number three and do my best to order animal protein, some veggies, and you can usually get butter or sour cream for your fat when you're at a restaurant. And oftentimes I go online and look at the restaurant's menu before we go. Like I looked up, I pulled up Space Aliens. My husband and I not too long ago went to Space Aliens after shopping at the Albertville Mall. And I ordered, I saw they had giant potatoes, baked potatoes, but everything was fried. And I said, you know, could I get grilled chicken? And how do you prepare your vegetables? Because one of the sides was vegetables. And she goes, well, we put them in lemon butter. And I go, well, could I get those vegetables steamed without the lemon butter? And she goes, Mm -hmm. well, sure you can. So what I did was I took the grilled chicken, had real butter and sour cream on the side, took the vegetables, put it on top and made my own. Don't be scared to ask them. They will make it how you want it. Mm -hmm. That is a great idea. And I was telling Amy, she was talking about that in the break room earlier. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you've (laughs) given me a great idea. Well, and I said it to you of something to eat when my kids beg me to go to Space Aliens. And I... I honestly don't let them go very often, but you guys know the menu. There's just not yeah, there's a not lot to pick from, but then you can make your own go with the plan. combination. Yes. I'm, I'm going to order Amy's entree is what I'll call it. <laughs> so I love that. And I love the idea that you go online ahead of time so you mm-hmm. have a plan when you walk in the door. And like Amy said, don't be afraid to ask for the foods that work for you, even when it's not necessarily on the menu. Right. And don't we, um, or do you remember Anna in St. Paul and oh, I haven't yeah. worked there for years, but <laughs> I remember doing that and I don't know, did you, had you ever? Yeah. So, okay. So I still do this. Yeah. Um, so there's a place called Highland Grill in Highland Park in St. Paul and, um, just across the street, it's just from basically across the street. Office. Right. And, um, if I forget lunch or I didn't bring enough, a lot of times I'll just order their, um, it's called the Elvis burger. Um, and it's got a little bacon on it. Elvis burger. And I just, I just choose. tell them, you know, exactly. don't put the bun on. And then they give me this huge roasted tomato with lots of greens on the bottom. And then I usually order some type of vegetable on the side. Perfect. And so it's perfect. another example of. Yeah, yeah. And they have homemade mayo that I put on the burger and that's my fat. So you, you make up your own little that's combo. That's right. So we are all successful examples here of how you can make the weight and wellness way of eating work when you're at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. But how about when you're on vacation or I have a lot of clients that have to travel a lot for work and this takes it to another level mm-hmm. of difficulty. So, Amy, I'm turning to you. Any help? Yes. <laughs> well, when I reached my first goal was 125 pounds. And when I reached that. My goal was to take myself, my husband and I go to Hollywood and go on the Price is Right. I love that. So, like, I not get Disney that. World, but I know the Price is Right. And no hunting trips either because he didn't lose the weight. <laughs> yeah, I lost the weight. Right. This is your so gift. we went to Hollywood. So I'd like to give a couple examples how I did that. Well, first of all, starting on the airplane, I had a banana and knew with being insulin resistant, I had to have a fat with it. So when they gave me a choice for cookies or peanuts, I went with peanuts and I wiped all the salt off of them. So I knew I was good for another three hours. Then my second example was when we got to our hotel, they asked if we wanted to upgrade to a suite that had a microwave and a small refrigerator. And I said yes, 
That would be great. So my husband and I walked across the street to a convenience store and bought turkey lunch meat, real mayonnaise, and carrots. I brought with me apples and my apple cutter with me. That that way I had food to prepare my snacks every three hours. And for me, the number three stands for preparation, positiveness, and persistence. When one believes they can achieve. Amen, I man. I love that. that. I love that. It's awesome. And yeah, that is a great example. Get the, the hotel room with the refrigerator and the microwave. Mm-hmm. And if you can find a little convenience store, or gro- sometimes there's a grocery store handy. Um, wow. Well, Amy really is the poster child, not only of healing insulin resistance, but she's the poster child of the fact that you can live the weight and wellness way, no matter if you're at home or at work or at a restaurant, or heck, even in Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and Amy is simply eating real food in balance, no matter where her day or her life takes her. And remember, by that word real, we want you to think of carbohydrates that you could theoretically grow in your garden or pick from a tree. So Mm -hmm. it's the asparagus and the broccoli and the apples. Those are real carbs that Amy's talked about today. And that word balance, we mean eating the protein, the carb, and the healthy fat, those three things every three hours. If you do this, you'll balance your blood sugars all day long, and that's what's going to help heal insulin resistance. Um, are we? I was going to give another dinner idea, but I bet we're we're going to hear music pretty soon. Yep, we're going to we got to start uh, the wrapping her getting? up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when she starts giving us the signal, we know this late, <laughs> This hour is almost over, ladies. So um, being our hour is almost up, I just want to say I hope we've given you some inspiration today. I know Amy Young is an inspiration to me in more ways than she knows, and I'm sure your story, Amy, has given hope to many people. So thank you so much for being on the show with thank us today. Thank you for having me. I've yes. enjoyed it. And everybody out there, we hope you have a healthy weekend. And we help you, hope you join us again next Saturday. Dar and Kate are going to be on with Greg Peterson oh, nice. talking about awesome. men's health. So if go. you join us again next Saturday, same time, same place, you'll get some more great information. Yes. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.